Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 10th. The time is about... 3.30 3.30 p.m. Ready and MBC has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 10 years. If you have any question, please raise your hand. If you have been a newcomer, if you never asked the question, you can raise your hand and let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer. So you have to show your face and you have to let Gayatri know you're a newcomer. We promote newcomers. Pandu? Yep. Can you hear me? Yes, Pandu. Hey, Ruggles, thanks for taking this call. Uh, I have a question regarding H4 EAD. Uh, we applied our H4 and uh, H4 EAD separately. I got my uh, H4 approval uh, and our H4 EAD is still waiting. My wife H4 EAD is expiring on March 2022. The question I have is based on the new policy, she can work 180 days more, right? Yes, you. the EAD was being filed before the EAD expired, which is March 2022. Yep, that's right. Yeah, our EAD was filed on September 22, two months back. Two months back. How come the EAD, H4 got approved? You filed separately. Uh, yeah, the reason is right. Uh, uh, two years back, I changed the employer, uh, like 2019. Ah, that, makes, that makes sense. Anyway, so yeah, she can work for 180 days after the March of 2022. Okay, thanks Raghul, appreciate it. Thanks for your help. Raghu? Raghu, you have to unmute yourself. Yeah, I did. Yeah, can you hear me Raghu? Yes, I can. Yeah, so so Rahul, my my case is like my 20, my I I filed that 485 in last October, right? So mm-hmm. I got EADs for all for myself and family, but mm-hmm. uh, I did not get any RFE for medicals or anything until now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure because I my colleagues who are whose priority date is after me, they already got the green cards like a couple of months back. Did but you for, did you not interfiled your medicals? No, my attorney did not suggest me anything. I've been asking him. He's saying that just wait and watch, kind of thing. No. I did oh, not. Gatri, do you have the interfiling thing linked with you? Uh, you should do the interfiling of medicals. Okay, so if I do the interfile, so at least it will speed up my process. You have a better, you have a better chance. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sending and, you a link for the same. Okay. 
and and another question rahul actually what happened is when i filed my in 485 in october last year actually i did medicals and gave it to attorney but somehow they missed to submit my medicals with it my it doesn't file. matter who did what submit the so, medicals again uh, no i can can i use the same medicals or do you have no. to go to even though they gave an exception right now i don't want you to use it remember we are at the crux of the time don't play it edge of a knife okay, okay. just okay. submit it submit fresh medicals fresh medicals it's worth spending the 1000 dollars okay okay that's what i wanted to get, yeah understand on that and okay. keep watching our youtube frequently okay yes thank you so much thank you shrini reddy uh i i hope mrs shrini just shrini hey uh so my situation is i'm an i'm on green card right now you're on what on a green card nice yeah so so the situation is i'm you know, i'm planning to move to india for uh, for for a few years so few years so, yeah couple of years maybe yeah so my uh, kids want to study there for a few years like maybe two to three years and um, so what is the uh, issue with my like you know citizenship when i apply it so will there be any problem um, so it's already been like four years oh uh, come on yep so okay uh, there are I, i i would better to have a consultation with me privately with your entire family there are a couple of things that you need to understand one thing mm-hmm. when you apply for the citizenship you should not if you are outside the country for more than one year you cannot apply right so if you uh, are it's better to maintain a six months period better to maintain a residence in united states and try your luck and keep spending money on the airlines okay okay yeah. and try to get the citizenship because you are in that window right now right because so i'm eligible i will wait let me let me explain you sir i'll slap you a couple of times you have to escape one 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 okay you must not be outside the country for more than one year at a single stretch right yeah out of the past five years you must be physically present here for more than two and a half years yes you meet all those requirements but you right. may not meet the requirements later on now these are the two hard slaps i did but i will do some tappings on you if you're outside the country for more than six months at any given period after the past five years the officer has a discretion to deny your foreign application right so yeah so 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 i'll, I'll be eligible uh, in april uh, next year so i want to make trips like you know uh, every 2 3 months or 4 months that's better yeah you maintain the residence here you right. apply for the citizenship mm-hmm. and then because i don't want you to keep on applying the reentry permit right. and risk the entire thing what you are very close to right now exactly it's not too far so it's very close so uh, maybe like you no know, next one if year. You, if you, if it's if it's worth for you delaying the entire family for one year i would do it and get the citizenship out right yeah my, my kids are not want... citizens oh your kids are citizens only you are so it's only well, me and my wife though. yeah it's yeah. only me so and my wife you keep the residence and you keep coming back here that's better yeah 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 okay 
So, okay. so if I make multiple trips, I mean, that should be fine, right? I mean, it won't be any problem. But still, <laughs> that multiple trips, and you should spend a little bit more time here, okay? Right, right, okay. Yeah, got it. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Next person, please. Mahesh? Yeah, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is uh, Mahesh. You can hear me, right? Yes, I can, Mahesh. Yeah, yeah. So I applied for my 485 last October 2020, downgraded EB2, EB3. Uh, I-140 EB3 approved. I got EAD AP for me and my wife. Uh, I didn't use my EAD AP yet uh, since EB2 dates are progressing. What is your prior to date? May 2013. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Uh, so since EB2 dates are progressing, uh, filing date for EB2 of course, July 2013. So my question is, uh, let's say I apply in month of March for EB2. Uh, my dates get current in March. Uh, I apply. Do you mean EB2. to say you apply in EB2, refile the entire 485? Refile, refile. Yes, yes. Let's okay, say if I, ref, uh, yeah, if I uh -huh. ref, uh, refile in, May, uh, in, uh, in March of 2022 for EB2 uh, and uh, I go to India in June and while coming back, can I use my EB3 advance payroll? I would not recommend you do that. Okay. 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 So, okay. I can't, okay. You'll not recommend. Uh, okay. Because uh, I will not recommend. Okay. Because uh, I'm filing already EB2 and afterward I'm using EB3. I know that I saw the video yesterday and I think Emily told the same thing. It's kind of a tricky situation. So I just want to ask you personally. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not that it's, you can do one thing. I mean, you can do it, but then you have to go outside the country to make, I would not recommend that you do it at all. Mm. Okay, and what if I, uh, I I go to India first and after coming, can I apply to EB2? If I use advanced parole, no. and I convert back to, no. I can convert no. back to H1, right? No, once you are in EB, th there's one way you can do it is that once you come back, you can go to Mexico and come back. Yeah, or on I can do my H1. H1. Okay, I can do H1 extension also, right? My H1 extension will be due next year, end of year. So I can yeah. be or back you can on do H1. one thing, you can go to Mexico and come back. You want on H1 that revalidation rule applies for H1 also? Yes. That Oh, I thought that's only for H4 people. Yeah. Okay. So it's also oh, for okay. H1 too. Oh, great. So they, do they put stamp when I come on uh, back from Mexico or Canada? They do put stamp? No, they don't put stamp, but they give you an I-94. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Thanks. Thanks all so much. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good then. Bye. Chetan? Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, Chetan. Yes, Chetan. Hi. Yeah, I had a question. I'm an O1 visa with a, a approved extension for three years. I have a spouse whose uh, O3 extension is pending with the USCIS. Uh, it'll be a couple a year more maybe for her to get approved and the O3 extension. Now we got an appointment for her in Canada in Calgary uh, in Jan this next month. Uh, she's a Canadian. We are Canadian permanent resident, so maybe because of that we were able to secure one. So uh, two questions uh, in terms of. Uh, I mean, her I-94 has expired. So if she, I mean, there's, I, I believe there's a very low risk of any issues happening. Like if she, she won't be able to come back in if, if, if uh, visa extension is damping is, has some issues probably, but that's a minor question probably, right? She, she could lean. Yeah. And the chances for O3 visa getting rejection is very rare. Very low, right? Yeah. Okay. And the second question is for withdrawing the O3. Should we withdraw it after the stamping is done or should we withdraw the, or it's not required to do the withdrawing? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You withdraw it, you don't withdraw it. Definitely do not withdraw it before she leaves the country. Okay. Okay. 
frequently it would be like a week before or a day before do you have any normally it's a week before so okay. i would definitely wait. i mean she's a resident there but so still. she she's a resident there so here's the issue she's a resident there but she left her job and joined me we know that we know that and she but can she will she go back for there, the but yeah. but wait don't travel she should not travel way before the time way before Wait, yeah yeah because she cannot come back because her identity for expired Uh, they won't ask questions like you travel from us for stamping here are you living here or not no nothing wrong with it i mean nothing wrong with it okay nothing wrong with it she is a resident of there she is yeah she can show show she can show the proof but yeah. they might say oh you are yeah. in us why did you come here and, uh, that's fine that's fine right? next okay. person please thank you wamshi uh hi rahul um this is regarding my uh, wife uh, issue she's on a valid h1b and mm-hmm. she has a i797 valid until jan 26th of uh, next year but her i94 got expired in august uh, 23rd of this year so she's actually she doesn't have a valid i94 right now uh, because her old passport got expired on august uh, 26th based on that but uh, you but you you filed the extension before the i94 expired is right no we didn't file so we just found out uh, today that's the issue so right now her i94 got expired but she has a valid i797 and she has a stamped visa so okay. we were actually thinking um, either to go to a san diego cbp and get it uh, adjusted her don't I-94. go to san diego cbp they may detain and put her in the next flight Okay. It's walking into the lion's den. You are the beef. Okay. Uh, and what her uh, and uh, what her attorney said and and she also she's in a seventh month of pregnancy, so she can't travel. Also, so uh, she's expecting ah. March. Uh, what her so attorney said. So that's August of two thousand and twenty. that her need for expired uh august uh, 2021 august 20 sorry sorry august 2021 yeah oh my goodness she's coming very close to 6 months you need to put the phone off and have a consultation privately okay uh and and what a company attorney uh, told told her is uh, to travel to mexico and uh, come back with my i'm also on a separate h1b so her attorney told to come back with my i797 and get a h4 stamp and come back to the united states did you, when is the h4 stamping expiring she doesn't have a currently she is only on a h1b she doesn't have a h4 when is the h1b i797 expiring uh jan 26th of next year 
Is she working for the same company right now? Yes. No, definitely not come back on H4. I may consider coming back on H1B. Okay, so uh, you mean uh, travel? She's working the... for the company? She's working for that company? Yes. yes. Yeah, I, but... first thing is that put the phone off and have a private consultation. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Radha? If you're a newcomer, please let us know and show your faces, guys. And let us know you're a newcomer. That you never ask question. Rather, you have to unmute. Next person, please. Okay. Asha? Um, hi. Um, I have a couple of questions. Um, the first question is about AC21. Um, if we file 485 and after we file 485, before 180 days are over, if we switch to a new position, can we still Is there any way you can avoid that? Um, it would be difficult to wait for 180 days. Um, difficult. Is, difficult. Yeah. But yeah. it's not impossible. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It would not be impossible, but it. Do you be. like immigration lawyers? Do I like immigration lawyers? Yes. Um, yes. You should not like them. I don't oh. like them. Okay. Don't. You should not like them. You should not feed them. You should not make them rich. You should not make them buy Tesla like the way people do. I bought a Tesla Model Three though. So, so you're um, you should. Well, you know, you should not like doctors. You should not like lawyers. So you're suggesting if I switch the position before 180 days are over after filing 485, it's going to be a problem. And good thing for us. Okay. Um, and the second question is about, you know, when you have both EB3 and EB2 pending. Um, mm -hmm. I know. I, I think wait, 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 wait. Did you set that? you file the 485 application and mm -hmm. your I-140 is still pending or what is pending? Well, I filed EB3 485. My questions okay. are now towards... Is your I-140 approved? Yes. Okay, good. So my, my questions are really towards potentially filing a new EB2 uh, 485 when the dates become current. With the new company or with the current company? With the same company. So... My, EB3 my, main, my, my main question is that if you, if your I-140 is approved with the EB-3 right now, mm -hmm. and you have difficulty in staying with the company, if you're going to file an EB-2, you're going to file an EB-2 and 485 again, or how does it work? No, no. So let me explain. I'm not changing companies. I filed okay. EB-3 485 last year, mm -hmm. uh, and it's been pending for more than 180 days. Now, okay. when eb Two date becomes current, I would mm -hmm. want to file EB2485, but mm -hmm. it seems when after I file EB2485, I may not be able to stay in that same position for which we filed EB2 okay. for six months. Okay. So okay. my AC21, as far as I understand, has already attached to EB3, but would not attach right. to EB2 You're right. until You're 180 right. days EB2 has been pending. 
So you're, you're right. I'm trying to see if I switch my position less than 180 days after I file EB2. Well, then I you can do one thing. I mean, there, there's one other thing you can do. Instead of refiling the entire 485, you can have interfiling the EB2. Then you are not under obligation to pay 180, to stay for 180 days after you do interfiling. Yeah, but, you know, based on what I've heard on, you know, YouTube, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. So what's your question now? My question is, so I understand about AC21, 180 days. My question is, if I file EB2 also as a new application and both EB3 and EB2 are proceeding, you know, as moving along and at some point, let's say EB2 becomes, goes ahead and, you know, they start adjudicating EB2, Will I be asked to withdraw EB3 or can I at that time do something for me to be able to take advantage of AC21? Uh, I, would, I would recommend to pick one option, EB2 okay. or EB3. If okay. you're picking EB2, if you're leaving, if you're refiling the entire application, I would definitely not want to count on EB2. So you have to pick okay. one option and pick it and stick with it. Okay. Okay. That's, okay. that's in your best, best option. You can file a fresh 485 and see if you can stay with the company for 180 days. If you don't, stick with EB3. So I'm not, I will, I will never be changing the company. I would still be at the same company, just changing positions. You need to understand one thing that changing positions will not be an issue for either EB2 or EB3. It is not your current position that will determine. It's the future position that you want to join and your company wants to take you in. Mm -hmm. So you may be a software professional and now you become a lawyer. Mm -hmm. You can still continue with your 485 application as long as the software position is open for you. Okay. It seems like, you know, I don't want to take a lot of your time on this call. Maybe it seems like better to have a private conversation. Yeah, but, but depends on your, how cooperative your company is. Yeah, they are generally okay. cooperative. Um, if they're cooperative, you can file both 485s. You can switch the position to a lawyer position, which is completely contradictory to EB3 and EB2, and still continue on EB3 and EB2. And in that place, as long as the company is cooperative, then you can switch to EB2. Next person, please. Thank you. Vini? It's not the current position that will dictate. It's a future position that's between the employer and employee. Vinny? Vinny? Hi. Vinny? Hi, yeah, Rahul. Vinny? Hi, Rahul. Yes, ma'am. Um, currently, I'm on L2 visa and I have L2 EAD, but my L2 visa is expiring uh, soon in January next year, uh, mm -hmm. first week of January. And um, because I-94 is expiring, so the new law, is also not working in my favor. I cannot work after I-94 mm -hmm. expires. Um, mm -hmm. So L2 extension and L2 EAD extension is in progress. And from my spouse company, my uh, GC application in EB1 category is also um, in progress. But all these applications were applied just a month ago. So is, I, does your husband's I-140 and EB1 got approved? Uh, nothing, it just applied one month ago. That is 485, you said, but what about I-140? Uh, all the, because it's, everything is current. Got it, so, got it, got yeah, it, got it, got yeah, it, just yeah. checking. 
right yeah so nothing has been approved everything was applied like all four forms i131s yeah got everything. it got it got it now the thing is my company because i came here in us as a deputy so my company is asking me either to travel back to my home country or uh, i should quit so i am basically going to lose my job in january first week so i am looking for some option how i can expedite the travel payroll where they can give me some uh, you know emergency travel so that my application in case i travel back to home country then my application should not be abandoned so what should be the best uh, way here or any solution you can think of i i don't know how to expedite the cases ma'am believe me if mm-hmm. i know the way how to expedite my line from my office will be from houston where i live all the way to dallas mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean people try to expedite there are some people who are successful some people who are not i don't know the formula for it okay but okay i will suggest you one thing though uh-huh. that you have to pick mom or food there is no option of picking both mm-hmm. definitely i do not want you to risk your green card and everything for your job though mm-hmm. that's what i would recommend that you don't um you can try i mean if if any of your grandfather has cold that means they're sick mm-hmm. okay you can get an email cold is sick i mean you get a nosy that's sick you get an email you can try that luck okay so if in case if i get that uh, travel payroll like emergency travel payroll so once they give that does ead also attach with that or just a travel no payroll? they only give you like a permit for one month or two months of advance payroll they won't Which even is, give you two years yeah oh okay i somewhere i read like they give for one year they should so, give for two years but emergency advance parole typically i notice them giving less than three months less than three months and no eads also no eads no eads no okay. eads no okay so in case i go and i uh, let's say i go back to india and i can't come back before my husband gets a gc here in that case i will not be i think my application i'm not sure they will continue or not continue oh but... come on you don't <laughs> want to like immigration lawyers i, I mean uh-huh. it's it, you don't understand the golden chance that you got for eb1 filing and i485 uh-huh. filing not many people will do that i mean they will drop everything and get rid of it and you want to get rid of that and you want to like immigration lawyers you're you're meeting with the wrong person mm-hmm. okay there are yes. some lawyers who will be very helpful for you but i will not be yeah okay so just last question here very quick so in case uh, just in the worst case if i um, can't come back to us and i go for oh, the green card on. process I from cannot. india then you need to understand to... one thing you can't go to doctor and tell me to kill you want to do that go put <laughs> put your put your head under the train uh, you will be dead but you can't go to doctor they are not trained for it so i'm not trained for you i'm sorry but i'm not so you know that people wait for 20 years there are people in this line they are waiting for 15 years to get that you got that opportunity and you want to go rip yourself out i'm sorry i'm not trained to help you next person please rahul can i ask the question yeah great today is my lucky day i get to speak to you um i have my eb485 interview next week in newark new jersey and i want mm-hmm. to know uh, how are the recent experiences of the applicants 
Uh, if you have watched the interview uh, that uh, the, the video that I put do's and don'ts of the 485, yes. um, nothing new about it, but in new, newer, a lot of these officers in the 485, they're not trained in the, in the employment 485s though. Uh, particularly okay. in New York, New Jersey, we, we notice these officers, they're completely not trained. You, you need to imagine this thing though, not every employment case goes to the adjustment of status interview, okay? But every family okay. case does. Employment-based is only 15% of the entire immigration. 85% belongs to something else. So don't assume that they know the things though. Um, the other thing okay. is that, did you watch the video of the do's and don'ts of 485 that we put it on? Yes, I've, I've actually watched all your videos. No, there's a 10 minute video that we put it on. Yes, I, yes, I've watched okay. that and also the entire that. one hour video. That the one hour is on different. Process. The 10 minutes, 10 minutes one, yes. I'll put it back to you again, okay? The 10 minute thing is what you need to watch more. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, and do you have any particular concerns about um, your file, about your employer um, no. or anything like that? No, um, I just want to know, you said they're not trained for employment-based and they're trained more for family-based. So what should I expect from them if they're not trained for employment-based? Are they going to be asking me more personal questions? If they ask personal questions, you should not be worried about it at all. Because okay. what they're trying to do is that whether your marriage is fraud or not, which okay. you should not be that much concerned about. Uh, okay. There is called living together documents. Um, I'll try to see if I can get that living together documents out to you. Uh, give me one second. Uh, I want you to carry this uh, living together documents as much as possible. I'm going to send it to you. So I sent you the do's and don'ts and living together documents. Okay. They should not be focused on it. They're overly focused on this living together documents whether you or your husband are genuinely married because they know they're only trained to read the fraudulent marriages. They're not trained in this adjustment of status though. So I want you to watch okay. this, uh, carry the documents that living together documents. Yes. And let me see where it got cut off though. From, it got cut off. Satish? Um, oh, um, uh, I just wanted Radha, to finish. Uh, Radha, so, yeah. so, yes. so just go through these uh, things sure. and go to the, nothing, nothing odd about it though, unless sure. you have any I, particular I not, concerns. That, uh, yeah, just one last question. I do not know a lot of people interviewing. So any feedback or experiences you can share on a video? Uh, uh, that's you know, exactly, that'll be helpful for any tips. The, that, that's exactly, we put the video about two months ago, okay. three months ago. Nothing has changed after that. It's been the okay. same. Um, approximately about uh, three to four people get interviewed from our office every week. Uh, we get the okay. feedback. And based on that, I'm telling this. And I I don't do H1Bs, I-140s, labor certification. I only do AOS personally myself. So okay. this is, yeah, if you follow the video, you'll be in good shape. Okay, great. Thank you, Rahul, and have a Thank good you. weekend. You too. Next person, please. Satish?
Yes, hi. Hi, Rahul. So I am uh, I am in H1B currently now. I am with uh, my priority date with EB2 is February 2014. So I'm just preparing for my documents. So I have a quick question on the birth certificate issue, which my wife First has. First of all, you didn't file a downgrade application? No. Boo, you're bad. What happened? Your company didn't do it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so when we were preparing the documents, we saw that my wife has a uh, birth certificate name. It was uh, old, which means uh, she has changed her name on 2005. And that has been updated only in the Gazette. And the current original you the, birth certificate. You, you, you have the Gazette? Yes. You have the change of name certificate. No, there is no certificate. Has okay. been but the, you have the gazette. You have the gazette. We have only published name gazette. has in, in Shruti to Shruti to uh, Shriya, yes. whatever it is. Yeah. Yes, it is a published gazette with all the. Oh, it's 58 yeah. pages in it. And yeah. Her name is somewhere in there. Yeah. So uh, my question is does USCS accept the gazette and the old. Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. Old birth certificate, and we don't Absolutely. need to work for the certificate to say. No, no. You don't need to worry about it. That gazette is very important. Okay. Print out the gazette. I normally point out page number 16. Then I would do it. I would highlight it. Sometimes what happened in the scanning, the highlight mm -hmm. doesn't go through. I round her name. I point out to them page number 16 of 52 has the name change. And I highlight it, but sometimes the scanning doesn't get the highlight. So I circle it to point out that one. Okay, and one more thing is the you know the initially the birth date has even though the changed name has only the initials, it has not the first name and last name, like uh, just an initials. For that one, we still need to get an affidavit. I mean, to I would not. I will get the affidavit. I will not submit it. Uh huh. If there is an RFE, we will submit. Yeah. And then yes, and in the name they will tell that Shruti formerly known as yes. uh, Shriya, I will tell them, and then I will put get the affidavit and, and, and keep it ready with you. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's Thank all you. I wanted to know. Thank you. I'll take the last caller, guys. Anu? Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Anu. Thanks for taking the call. Um, so I have downgraded my application from EB2 to EB3. Um, because my priority date is Jan 2013. Um, so I downgraded it. So that is going on. But now the date has retrogressed. And now in EB2, I can apply another I-485, right? So do you suggest as to uh, right now, my date is not current in EB2, neither in EB3. Oh, only you, filing date is yes, only filing, filing date. date is current in yeah. EB2 for you. Yeah. Now, should you do that or not? Uh, that is a million dollar question. There are some minus points um, and there are some plus points of interfiling though. So I want you to watch the video of 11 minutes. And after you watch this video, if you still are doubtful whether you should do or not, I want you to give a, are you married? Yeah. Okay, give a coin to your husband, let him <laughs> toss it up and let him pick the choice. If something goes wrong, we both will go and shoot him down, okay? 
<laughs> but interfiling is we have to move to EB2, right? But at this point, I don't know which date is going to get current, right? Unless the final action date is current, you will not do interfiling. If you choose to do interfiling, don't interfile because who knows what's going to be next. Yeah, month. yeah, yeah. So my question is for 485 new application, do you suggest them to do it around um, uh, right now because they are... Uh, no, if you, choose to, if you choose to refile it, I will not wait for the final action date to be current. I'll okay. file it. If okay. you choose to interfile it, I will wait until the okay. final action date is correct. So I was wondering about the new filing. Like I want to do the new I-485, uh, but I wasn't sure whether should I do it now or should I wait till I see no, the I would, I would not. I would not wait. wait. I would file it right now. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that's what okay. I Okay. Thank, Thank you, guys. You the so next much. conference call will be on Monday. Don't forget that we have a Sunday live show at TV, uh, TV show. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.